Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by two of your usual hosts here. We've got Ben Porter. Hello. Hey, and uh, myself, Josh Hartley. How are we doing, Ben? Yeah, doing good. The, the the heat wave that we're having in Glasgow at the moment has calmed down ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's pleasantly warm outside just now. It's actually, as of recording, it's quarter past nine at night and it is mm-hmm. still... It's still sunny outside. It's lovely this time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Like, um, like I, I, I say, like we we say heat wave. Like, I know we have a lot of listeners in the United States and Australia. Um, yeah. So uh, by heat wave we mean approaching twenty degrees Celsius. Oh no, it was which, over. It was it was about oh, twenty three. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. tropical. Yeah, it was tropical. Sahara. I don't know what I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit for American listeners. Look it up. It, it's it, 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 depending on where in the United States you are. It's not particularly hot, but it's hot for us. Far, Fahrenheit's a terrible system of measurement for uh, for temperatures, by the way. Americans. Yeah, I don't. I actually here's the thing. Like as a, a chemistry graduate, I should probably know where it comes from, but I don't. I'm not sure, but obviously Celsius is the superior system because Mm -hmm. it provides you with a scale that starts at freezing uh, and goes to boiling. That's the the zero to 100. And obviously you can go above or below that, but it means it provides a very clear frame of reference for everyone. Yeah, and the system in uh, chemistry that we used was Kelvin, which is basically the same system as... Uh, Celsius, but rather than being like zero being freezing point, zero is absolute zero, like the coldest temperature you can get. Yeah. And then like so like room temperature is th- two hundred ninety three Kelvin, I think it yeah. is. Like I can't I can't quite remember two hundred ninety three stick in my head. Someone in chat like in in the comments section tell me I'm an idiot and <laughs> correct me. Like, but do you know that, that do you know that um Kelvin is uh, the unit that's also used to measure the colour temperature of light. Ah, yeah. yeah. So, I probably should know that as well, being yeah. like a graduate of a science. But... Yeah, well, that's, that's physics, right? So. Yeah, fi- like so it, in chemistry, it, that we touch a bit on biology and a touch on physics, the stuff we touch on physics I was really bad at. Like, like the biology stuff like i was i was pretty good at like what's called organic chemistry which is like all uh carbon based stuff yeah Uh, pharmaceuticals oils petrochemicals that sort of stuff but the uh physics side of things like um uh, atomic chemistry and all of that sort of side yeah (laughs) very bad very bad we, just couldn't have, wrap my we, head around it. You have to do a little bit of physics um, for your electrical apprenticeship. Mm. It, it, it's funny because it's... Uh, I think that and potentially plumbing, if you're dealing with gas and things like that, you, you know, yeah. a lot of people forget, but they're vocational. They're basically applied 
sciences in many respects. Yeah, well, this is it. It's like um, science comes up with a theory, engineers get the job done. Yeah. And like ba- basically every tradesperson is an engineer to a degree, yeah. right? Like an electrician. Except, except joiners. A... Oh, shots fired at joiners. They are um, mechanical engineers, are they not, strictly speaking? Not the ones I've met. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. We are... um, Sick joiner burn there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, uh, joiner listeners. I I wonder what that Venn diagram looks like. Do you think it's two like separate circles entirely, or do you think there's no? I I, I know a couple of uh, nerdy joiners, so there may well okay. be some listening. All right. Well, you've fight just me. don't fight Ben, <laughs> <laughs> please. Um, we've got some new stuff to talk about. We have um, we've got the recent uh, Age of Sigma release reveal stuff much uh, that, yeah yeah uh so we watched that last weekend we're gonna have a chat about that there's a big thing however that we haven't talked about yet on the podcast so i, f- I feel like we now's the time um warhammer plus yeah so if you recall dear listener last year Last year, when we were um, watching Games Workshop previews, and uh, they showed off a bunch of clips from some upcoming animations, and I believe, I believe one of us joked that, oh, it will probably come to Netflix or Amazon, but knowing Games Workshop, they'll probably create their own platform. (laughs) 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 Well... (laughs) So, so give us the details, Ben. So they they had a they had a preview uh, show where they mm-hmm. revealed uh, Warhammer Plus, and I mean that this is the other thing that's laughable, right? Is that they're calling it Warhammer Plus, like Disney Plus? <laughs> what the, would you have called it? Um, let's see, but they can't call it Warhammer TV because that's what they call their Twitch thing, right? Yeah. But Warhammer TV would have been a good one. Or you could call it Hammer Vision. That would be cool. Ha ha Hammer Vision. Ha Hammer Vision. Yeah. Anything um, would be better than Warhammer Plus. Uh, the, the, the name that came to my head immediately was Hamflix, which is not <laughs> a good name. Hamflix. <laughs> Oh jeez, don't know what we're in for with that. Do we? <laughs> <clears throat> so, so according to uh, Polygon, mm-hmm. uh, Warhammer Plus it is a streaming service that Games Workshop are going to be releasing. So that probably means that it will have some kind of corresponding app, which is also horrifying considering the track <laughs> record with with apps. <laughs> But um, so far, they've only announced 11 titles that it'll okay. be launching with. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how this is going to work. Maybe they're looking to to integrate the uh, their streaming stuff with this app. You'd have to think, right? How, how much are they charging? 
Uh, What's the money? Uh, there's no no costs have been revealed yet. Um, okay. It's set to launch in July, and it will be available as an app on smart TVs, uh, and on iOS and Android devices. Um, you gotta think they're gonna do they're gonna move all their live stuff onto there though, right? Like. You think uh, you can't launch that... a subscription service with like eleven, presumably no. relatively short animated fe- like features. And see if you think about the amount of people that they bring in for their streams. Granted, um, no. Well, I, actually, I, I was going to say granted they don't stream very often, but they stream throughout the week, don't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they must actually take in quite a lot of money in ad revenue. You take the kind of numbers that they must get. Yeah, fair. Um, but obviously, they think they're going to take more money in subscriptions because I can't see them wanting to continue using Twitch if they want to launch their own direct service. I don't know. That feels a bit like shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, but just... and and uh, you know, quite characteristic of Games Workshop the last <laughs> year or so, as well. So, if, if we're being honest, right? Yeah, I do have one caveat. I do have yeah. one caveat because we're mocking them for this decision. However, back in the nineties, we all thought they were crazy for setting them setting up their own publishing arm. Yeah, and that's, that's done true. pretty well for themselves. The record you know. label did not, though. The record label did not. Yeah. Check out our check out our yeah. episode on Warhammer Records, by the way. That's one of our most listened to uh, episodes. Did you know that's that? Cool. I didn't yeah. know that, but that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Check check that out if you haven't. Warhammer Records, a crazy time for Games Workshop. Like, why? But. There we go. So, so there is a theory that I've seen banned about, okay? Right. Um, and I, I'm going to need a bit of time to set this up, so bear with me. Do I need um, tinfoil for this? You don't need tinfoil for it because okay. it, 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 it's not too far-fetched, I don't think. Okay. So uh, a few years back, um, Space Marines got a redesign, um, sure. which they launched as Primaris. But b- basically... Uh, it, it was it was Space Marines reimagined in true scale, right? Which is yeah. something that they never quite had. It, it was little things like if if you go back and look at old Space Marine sculpts, they don't quite anatomically. Well, they, make they, sense. they stand as tall as Imperial Guardsmen, yeah, which they're not supposed to be. So and it's things like they don't have knee pads on their armor. Yeah. So it's like how do their legs bend? Things like that. Um, so they got a redesign so that. Although they are like eight foot tall super soldiers, the rules of anatomy apply. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at it and you think, "Oh, that that makes sense." Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, they've also done the same thing with Stormcast Eternals for Dominion, which we'll talk about a little bit later mm-hmm. in the episode, more in depth. In that, they've moved away from the sort of blocky. World of Warcraft paladin type aesthetic they had before with the huge pauldrons and they're sleeker in design Mm -hmm. and the proportions again uh, 
are are more you know coherent with the the, the rules of anatomy, um, down to the fact that a, a lot of people don't realise, but like actual plate armour was very fitted to your form. It yes. wasn't like huge and, and bulky, so they they just look like they make more sense. Why am I saying all of that? So Tyler Mengel, uh, who is quite prominent in the the Warhammer community, uh, he's, he's a very good painter. Produces a lot of uh, r- really simple, clean but really nice uh, painting guides. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a Golden Demon winner. Um, he put up a tweet saying that he thinks that the reason that, that both the, the Space Marines and the Stormcast Eternals have had this redesign is to make them easier to animate. Oh. And to make them easier to draw. So on and so forth. So what what basically all of this, if you add that together with Warhammer Plus... I th- I think that that Games Workshop have got their sights set on making Warhammer akin to Marvel Cinematic Universe type IP. We are assuming a lot of competence in Games Workshop in that. I'm just going to put that comment well, I, out I didn't, there. I didn't say that they were going to be successful, but that's that's, <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. Whether or not they can actually do that. Is so, do, so do, do, do you think that's... Do, do you buy into the theory? Yes. Okay. I will need to... I, I, I need to digest this. I need to think about this. Um... No one's asking you to invest, man. It's just a theory. <laughs> no, I no, I I'm just like I, I'm trying to do. You know, when when someone presents you with a, a new idea, you you think about it, right? Like, yeah. I'm just and I'm just doing that. Um, because I just assumed that the Primaris Mar- I was assumed actually the Primaris Marines were just a redesign of the Space Marine, and they decided to make them Primaris because. Because I mean, like people would yeah, buy them if if it was a new thing rather than just a redesign of an old thing. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I don't think that this was like the primary objective of this thing. I think it was right. And if we do this, we okay, can, you know, also opens these avenues up to us. And I think, I think that um, given that they are partnering with Marvel. To do comics now, I, I think mm-hmm. that um, they've got their sights set on on making the Warhammer universes um, as as iconic as some of these these other fictional universes that we've seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the record here. I would say that Warhammer is pretty damn iconic already. Like, particularly if you think of like across. Like the various different flavor, like the di- various different game systems, like damn, the Space Marine is pretty iconic to Warhammer, right? Definitely. I think I think you could show a Space Marine to Joe Blogs on the street, and a good proportion of them would recognize, oh, that's a Space Marine. Yeah. Right. Um. So I suppose good on them for having their sights set higher. Um. 
Do you know what baffles me is actually the amount of money they make off their IP. And I think that gets overlooked a lot, particularly when, like, well, when we talk about Warhammer and Games Workshop, we talk about, like, the gaming and the miniatures and painting and all of yeah. that. The IP itself, I think the IP accounts for something like a third of their income or something crazy like that. Like, just just licensing it out to, like, video games and whatever. It is massive, yeah, and I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think people within the hobby quite grasp the the reach it mm. has without. Um, I I can actually remember going into um, going into a customer's house. I was doing some work there, and I saw that the guy had had a load of Black Library books, and I was like, "Oh, are you into Warhammer?" He said, "Oh, I just read the books." Right. So, uh, and, and I know a few guys that have played the video games that, that don't uh, collect the models or anything as well. I would say as well, like, as far as, like, fictional universes go, they have to be, like, some of the most fleshed out out there. Like, well, de- like decades both, both Age of Sigmar, like Old World, and Warhammer 40k in terms of content, is up there with the likes of Star Trek and Star Wars, right? In terms of, like, just how much stuff has been created for it. I mean, the yeah, they... They're definitely up there as, like, in terms of just, like, the span of years that have been spent on them. There's, there's some mm-hmm. of the... There's some fictional... Some of the fictional universes that I think the most amount of man hours must have been spent on. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't reflect necessarily on quality, although there's a lot of good stuff there. <laughs> but... yeah, it's a lot of good stuff, but the, you know, there's, there's a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> but yeah. So when when does Warhammer Plus hit our uh, internet again? Did you say it was July? Yeah, I, th- I think that it's just. I think. Uh, I think it is just. Well, no, sorry. So apparently, there's a another announcement coming on June twenty third. Oh. I think I think the aim is that um, Warhammer Plus is going to launch in July. Um, and like Charlotte was saying the other day when we were talking about dates, expect that to be the end of July, if anything. Yes. If it, if anyone ever gives a month, they're being very optimistic because usually mean the end of the month or the month after. <laughs> that. It won't. It won't be. Don't expect like Fourth of July, Warhammer Plus launch celebrations or anything like that. Yeah. Well, watch this space, guys, and we'll we'll keep you updated on our uh, on the news and our thoughts and feelings on the matter. However, on similar Games Workshop news, uh, we've had a big reveal of the. Um, I don't think we can call them starter sets anymore. The box set for Age of Sigmar Third Edition. What's well, the it's the launch set because if yeah. they do the same thing they did with Forty K, they'll have they'll spearhead the release with this launch box and then they'll have the permanent fixture of the three um, different sizes of starter sets. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which is a great way of doing it, frankly. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, uh, we, we, we had the reveal stream last weekend. Um, what are your thoughts, Ben? I love it. Uh, I think it. I think it looks fantastic, and and to be honest, like I know, I know there'll be people that disagree with me. There always are. Um, but for me, the fact that they didn't reveal anything of the Cruel Boys up until the stream, and like mm. for me, they 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 actually exceeded my expectations. They are a lot, a lot cooler than I thought they were going to be. Yes, I, they are the. So, if you haven't seen it, the two factions are Stormcast Eternal versus Cruel Boys, which are a new band of greenskin uh, destruction uh, faction. Uh, a mix of like orcs and hobgoblins and the like. Um, and they look quite different to our previous greenskins as well. Yeah, so the. The Grots and, and Oryx, as they call them in Age of Sigmar, were, mm-hmm. were basically um, fantastical reflections of uh, of their their forty k counterparts, and that you know you had the the big British Orcs, which look great by the way. We you mm-hmm. know, for Age of Sigmar, they're called Iron Jaws, and they're in heavy plate armor, and they. They hit like a ton of bricks, um, mm-hmm. but are very cowardly as well, <laughs> um, which I think is quite fitting for orcs. Mm-hmm. You know, they they run away when they they're faced with a fight. They don't think they can win, or when the leader gets killed. Yeah. Um, but the the cruel boys. First of all, the cruel boys do feel like they fit. With all the the green skins that we currently have in the range, mm-hmm. but it feels as though there's a lot more depth to that corner of um, of Age of Sigmar because for for one, they don't all just look like little copies of each other. The the within within that range, they're all different shapes and sizes and silhouettes, which is awesome to see. Um, and I think, like we both said as well, they do feel as if they're leaning into. Um... Sorry, it's my son there. Hi, Nathaniel. I might leave that in. Just <laughs> <laughs> doing his Tarzan routine. Yeah. I think we're good. No. <laughs> no, he's laughing. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go, just carry on, man. Here's mum whispering to him. Um, yeah, so the, the, the cruel boys, um, we had said... They seem to lean a little bit more towards the the sort of token mm-hmm. style of orc, or at least um, token according to Peter Jackson, Alan Lee, uh, John Howe. Uh, yeah. That that sort of vision. 
the the you know um, I guess like the sort of uh, Middle Earth. They 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 look like IP. They look like sculpts that could fit in with like the Middle Earth stuff. Frankly, yeah. uh, that that Games Workshop do, and that is not a bad thing by any by any stretch at all. They they no. look great. They they're, they're they feel a bit darker in tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the orcs we're used to seeing as well because the um, as much as uh, orcs are very violent they, they've got that sort of lovable oafishness yes. to them whereas the 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 cruel boys the new orcs they they feel they feel they sinister look, they look nasty yeah but in a cool way yeah and I think it's great I think it, I, I like that across like the different systems we're getting like the different interpretations of the same thing right yeah i personally love 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 like the sort of orcs in 40k being like the comic relief faction for that setting like just this is where we put all the dumb stuff that we want in the universe because everything is is already so dark in 40k so i think it is good yeah, you that. need a bit of colour to it. Yeah. And that colour is green. <laughs> like... um, whereas, you know, there there are some pretty dark factions in Age of Sigmar, but mm. I think you there's a clearer delineation between good and evil within the mortal realms than there is yes. in 40k. Yeah, I'd agree with um, that. So... It's got a little murkier, at least, in Age of Sigmar compared to the old world. Yeah, the, the, I think particularly yeah. with the Stormcast Eternals, right? There's mm. some. Uh, there's been. They some, do some pretty questionable things. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're being stripped of their humanity as they get mm. reforged. So, but I mean that being said, as much as people like to kid on that that Sigmar is like the god emperor of mankind, mm-hmm. he is to all intents and purposes a benevolent deity. He's not evil he's made mistakes but he is fighting on the side of order and the side of good it's not one of these things like you know you can actually if you think about it slanesh is not a bad guy you know it's it's not (laughs) not one of those things that you know that 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 people can Mm. slanesh is evil everyone okay just in case that wasn't clear all of the chaos gods are (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah, chaos is bad, okay? Chaos is bad. <laughs> and depending on which system you're in, everything else is bad as well. Yeah. But that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah, so in, in summary, it, the the Cruel Boys look incredible. Mm-hmm. And Because um, the funny thing is, like a lot of the time when one of these box sets come out, what happens is you find a pal and you chat about who's getting what in the box set. But honestly, I think I think I'm just going to keep everything in my yeah. box. Yeah, nice. Because nice. I like I, I I already collect Stormcast, um, and I I really love the new uh, sleeker, almost Greek hoplite style design of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I I really want to uh, I really want to keep the cruel boys as well. I think. Yeah. I'm on the on the note of the Stormcast. I am. So to be fair, 
I don't plan on collecting either of these factions. I'm not yeah. going to pick up the box. Um, but of the two factions, the Cruel Boys, I look at them and I go, they're awesome, like them. More of that, please. Um, I, I think I said to you on a previous episode, I do struggle to get excited about Stormcast. And it's not because like they're bad sculpts. I like the design wise they look nice. I just something isn't ironically, like like there's just something not quite sparking with me. That's that's um, just that's that but that's a personal versus a general criticism, yeah. right? Because like you've just said, they're good sculpts, but they're just it's like it's like me with anything with elves in it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's people losing their minds over the Lumineth Realm Lords, and I'm just sitting there. Like stinking like, elves. Yeah, show us some fire slayers, then we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think that's totally fine, and I think, um, we we we've talked at length many times about personal versus general criticism and the fact that a lot of people aren't able to separate the two, mm. and it's you can acknowledge that something is good, but just not for you. You can acknowledge that something is excellent and has been very well done, but it's just not to your taste. Mm-hmm. So, I will say, out of all the Stormcast stuff, the centerpiece model, the character model with the big angel wings, uh, can't remember Rasta. her name. Sorry. Rasta. Rasta. Um, she looks excellent. She's yeah. just like, peak, like, so. And again, I, I said it when Indomitus came out last year. But, like, kids nowadays have no idea how good they have it. Like, <laughs> the risk of sounding like my parents. But it's true, because back in the 90s, we'd have our <laughs> box back set. Back in my day. <laughs> and we'd have our Saurus. They were all identical. Our Skinks, yeah. they were all identical. Our Bretonian Archers but, and but our Knights when, of the when, Realm. And they were all... they used to give you your box sets and rolled up newspaper. Hi. Yes. Yeah, and you could eat the newspaper. <laughs> but yeah, geez, oh, like they are getting much. Like that, I thought with Indomitus, they kind of like, yes, you have killed this. You've like, this. This is ten out of ten. I'd say Dominion's the same. Dominion's like, yeah, you've nailed it. This is this is great. This is a fantastic like product for people who are into the hobby already and someone who wants to get into it. Like this is a great thing to to dive into. Yeah, I mean obviously the the big quibble everyone has about this is, is its availability. Mm. Um, I will say at least they've acknowledged that it's gonna be limited. Yeah. And like previous th- products, and but the thing, a lot of people have lost their minds even over over that thing, and it's like, look, it, it's a good product. It's exciting. It's great to have if you can get it. I'm going to try and get it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be tearing my hair out and pouring lighter fuel over models if I don't <laughs> get it. Because the fact of the matter is, as we've seen from Indomitus. The stuff is all going to be available and repackaged and other things. Maybe you don't get all the nice stuff for that great price. Mm-hmm. But you'll still be able to pick up a box set. 
the kits will all be available. Just calm down. Okay. We've already seen that with Curse City as well, because you can pick yeah. up uh, all of the um, undead stuff for that. I think they're ho- they're holding back uh, on the heroes probably until uh, the other side of the new edition. I think because mm. if the rumor mill is is to be believed, and it has been very accurate of late. Um, apparently Cities of Sigmar are getting a big release at some point with Ooh, a lot nice. of new kits and a lot of reworks uh, and if, if that is the case that is when you would want to release those models, right? Mr. Mannering might want to hold off on buying his Cities of Sigmar army then. Yeah, appa- apparently they're getting new kits and everything. Alright, nice. That will be cool. I think like that that faction definitely deserves some love and Certainly in our experience of playing Age of Sigma Soulbound, that's the sort of environment we play in a lot, and yeah. I love it as well. Yeah. Uh, we so should talk... I, I th- Sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, th- I think rather than it just being like the dregs of everything that was left over from order from Warhammer Fantasy, it'd be good to make it to, like to actually go, no, right, this is what I city in the age of sigmar looks like mm. and to, to give them a bit of love yeah absolutely right yeah um i think maybe on that note should we should we call it a, an evening and uh, we'll catch up with our listeners next time sure cool nice succinct episode for you yeah well, anyway, guys, uh, as always, thank you very much for listening. And t- until next time, take care. Bye. Bye.